Welcome to another Cardboard Box Podcast. This is episode 32, and we're finally back. Uh, it's been a long, long layoff of no podcast and no content from UCBP, but we are back. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Hyder Martinez, and with me is the Iron Tusk himself, <laughs> Danny Medina. How's it going, man? Uh, pretty good. It's good to be on. Yeah, man. Uh, we've been talking about it uh, at work. If you don't know, you know, he works with me uh, at a school, and we've been talking about it uh, to do a podcast together. He's a fellow Metal Gear fan. Uh, he has so much insight on just gaming itself and the industry about it, um, not just Metal Gear, but other games and uh, PC Master Race, am I right? Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> PCMR, guys. You know, what's crazy is that we get some emails from um, from guys that uh, play uh, strictly only on PC, and I'm just like, why? Like, there's consoles out there. Because it looks better. <laughs> you see, for me, it's like, I see it as just, I don't want to sit down next to a computer. I need the TV, I need the experience. But then some people argue that, hey, you can connect your PC to your to the TV and playing a con- on a controller and stuff, but I don't know. I think seeing the Windows logo and stuff, it just makes me look weird. Uh, I, you know, I feel like that's just a, I feel like that's maybe just a little personal thing. You know, <laughs> you get that, you know, you have a TV right here in front of you. You can yeah, easily yeah. connect that HDMI to, you know, your PC and you can use the controller if you want to. I, you know, I recommend the, I recommend the keyboard and mouse. Yeah, it's yeah. a little getting used to, I'll admit, because you know I used to only play like first person shooter stuff on PC. Yeah, yeah. Playing Metal Gear, it was a huge departure because there's a lot more to it. I can imagine. But yeah, uh, it's 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 better. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How so, so? You were playing Ground Zeroes, right? Am I uh, correct? Not I, long ago? Yeah, I, uh, Ground Zeroes. I'm working on Phantom Pain right now. I'm getting nice. through that. Um, what what are what are you up to now? I just did the first mission. Nice. So I just I just got the, Miller. the prologue, right? Yeah, getting yeah. getting Miller uh, from that uh, that where he was uh, trapped and tortured and yep. all that stuff. Yep. So I just did that, and I was like, man, this is really fun. Yeah. See, with me, uh, with Metal Gear Solid Five: The Phantom Pain, I felt like I was immersed in this huge open world sandbox that um, I don't know that that was something I couldn't even like fathom. Like I'm like, this is Metal Gear. So I think that was my problem, but also it's fun uh, to look at it in a perspective of not being a Metal Gear game, you know, like taking it as like, okay, well, sure, this is a Metal Gear game, but don't look at it like that. Look at it as just a game, you know, a fun game to play. And I think that through time, as I played it again, uh, it's fun. You know, it's it's legit a lot of fun. Uh, Just for me as a Metal Gear game, it wasn't like the best in my opinion. Um, But for me, I think that as a game as a whole... It's it's fantastic. They do so many good things to um, immerse the player, even old or new. Uh, so I think that that's great. Yeah, and I you know I come from a background where I didn't really play many, many Metal Gear games. My the first one I played and like beat to completion was mm-hmm. Snake Eater. That was a, yeah, yeah. that was the one where it was like it got me and I was you know into it. But comparing Snake Eater to Five, I definitely think it's a it's a big change. Um, For sure, you know. I would even uh, make it more akin to like if you if you played Splinter Cell games and you play that stuff, then I definitely see that happening there. You know that that kind of similarity yeah. as opposed to another Metal Gear game. True. Um, True. It still has a kind of the depth and immersion of like a Metal Gear story. I would mm-hmm. argue. Mm-hmm. You know, um, very confusing. And yeah. Like very, what's happening? Very long cutscenes and whatnot. Oh yeah. And. Yeah. Uh, so I would, you know, I would say it's very similar now in that sense, but there are some things that definitely, especially gameplay wise, that make it 
more different than uh, what I'm used to seeing out of Metal Gear. You know, I watched yeah, my brother yeah. watch my brother beat every single Metal Gear game, Metal Gear One, Two, mm-hmm. all of them. You know, yeah. And uh, starting with Metal Gear Solid, I remember he got it like I think night. You know, late nineties he got it, maybe around the year or two after it came out, mm-hmm. and seeing him play that, and it was so different. You know, story wise from what yeah, I remember, yeah. but. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm excited to get through five. I've, you know, I've seen him play it and beat it and, you know, whatnot. So, but now it's going to be my turn to kind of go through the story and figure yeah. things out, build my mother base and so on. And that's the fun part, building your mother base. I think that for me, it was all about just having the best soldiers, like S-class soldiers, yeah. uh, double class, and having them go ahead and do missions like uh, on those world missions yeah. and then coming back with resources because it's so hard to come by, you know, those yeah. resources. But when you send those guys out, and you get a load of things back, like that's that's kind of fun, you know. And it's funny uh, when I think about that, it reminds me of uh, Assassin's Creed Black Flag. Yeah, there was a mechanic in where if you went into your ship, mm-hmm. you could send other ships that you recruited or that you oh, captured really? on missions, mm-hmm. and they would bring back valuable resources that you could use to upgrade your ship. You know, the Jackdaw. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Upgrade, you know, your armor and all of those things. So it's it's a very similar kind of uh, a way of doing things in terms of upgrading and. Uh, getting new uh, classifications of ships and yeah, weapons yeah. and things like that. So it's a very similar kind of structure there. That's cool. Which I think, you know, maybe they borrowed it from that. Maybe they didn't. Yeah, you know, it's something probably. that some games do mm-hmm. sometimes. But I think it makes it interesting. And that is something that's very different from the past Metal Gear games where it was just kind of Snake on his own. Right, you know? right. This one is more uh, more companion-friendly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with the buddy system, I mean, with the dog and... Uh, um... I was going to say Sniper Wolf, but Quiet, quiet. <laughs> uh, which you can get the Sniper Wolf costume, uh, which is cool. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it, it's more buddy system. And I think it creates a space where um, it could be possible co-op. You know, I'm still going to vouch for it. Like, I'm still going to say, like, man, if Metal Gear 5 comes out with co-op, like, that, that'd be great. That'd be I think it amazing. would be, I think it'd be impressive for events like PDX Land, where they do yep. giant land parties. Yep. If people played Metal Gear together, yeah. you know, some people are like, hey, let's do co-op Metal Gear. Right, right. I mean, the online is phenomenal for me. You know, obviously it doesn't get much uh, attention just because, you know, it's been um, it's been on the decline, you know, to, per se, because yeah. not many people play online of uh, Metal Gear. But uh, I still enjoy it. I mean, I play it once in a while when I get on, and it's still fun. It's still, there was still some lags that I was experiencing just last week, but... Yeah. Uh, I think that it gets better over time. Uh, you know, you find more games. Uh, I think you'll find more games on PlayStation 4 or rather than Xbox. But, um, you know, that's obviously just more more people on the PlayStation 4 on that platform. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we're, we're back. You know, we uh, we had a long layoff. And I think we're coming out with more news, more, more things. There's a lot, obviously, to talk about. Oh, yeah. Most definitely. You know, Most definitely. E3 happened. Uh, the VGAs happened. Yep. Um, what else? Um, trailers came out. Trailers. More yeah. News so news and announcements. Uh, the last time I spoke to you, it was about the first um, Metal Gear Survive trailer. Yeah, first gameplay trailer. First gameplay trailer. Um, I just told you about my thoughts on that. Yeah. And then another trailer came out, and this one showed more gameplay. This mm-hmm. one showed kind of like... Um, uh, well, it was pretty much all gameplay and yeah. like what the game is about. Um, and I'll have my thoughts on that during the segment. But uh, what did you think about the first trailer? So, I mean, the first thing I thought of when I saw it was, you know, Left for Dead. Left for Dead, Left yeah. for Dead, yeah. you know. Yeah. It's like, you know, four people just 
going in, you know, and it's almost like kind of a zombie esque thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's that's as popular now. The zombie series yeah. is, you know, Dead Rising Four, 4 just, just came, came out. out. Yep. You know, it's it's having its like little resurgence in terms of gameplay, mm-hmm. and I think it's a I think it's a good change. You know, mm-hmm. obviously it's not you know a full fledged story moded Metal Gear game. You know, yeah. with all this you know crazy stuff happening, but. I think it's a bit of a break from that, and it's something that, you know, a casual player can get into. Absolutely. And I think looking at it from, like I said, like Metal Gear Solid Five, not looking at it as a Metal Gear game, and just looking at it as in the Metal Gear universe, yeah. having fun. Yeah. Um, I enjoy zombie games. I loved Left 4 Dead 1 and yeah. 2. Yeah. Um, and looking at it like that is pretty cool. Um, then again, I do understand the fans that like write to me and then I see on, on Twitter and stuff all the hate and negativity that this <laughs> game gets. Uh, I do understand them too, you know, because there's an expectation. It's, there's, it's, right. You know, there's right. the, the Metal Gear bar yeah, that, you know, yeah. Kojima set where it's like, you know, for this to be a Metal Gear game, it needs, you know, A, B, C, and D. Absolutely. And then this game is just like, well, okay, well, just we're, a. Yeah, we're just <laughs> a, yeah. going to do stealth action right. stuff. Right. And but I think it's I think it's a um, in a way it's not really meant to be I guess a fan service as much as right. it is supposed to be something like uh, just a news kind of gameplay and mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. I think it opens up more possibilities and more doors in the entire Metal Gear universe. Yeah, you know you don't want to just stick That's to the good. idea where a Metal Gear game is this. If you yeah. have the if you think about it in terms of this is the Metal Gear universe mm-hmm. and these are my options, it opens a ton of more doors for developers. I mean, Kojima isn't a part of um, Konami anymore, no. so you know obviously there's going to be some differences in some in terms of writing and storyboarding and development of a story and character yeah. development. Yeah, and maybe instead of maybe at some point they'll say, well, let's rise to the challenge and try to top this or do something more mm-hmm. maybe they'll sit there and they'll say well let's try to do something similar maybe let's go in that universe but do something different yeah and maybe they'll find a, a, a hit a, a hit a stride and they'll find you know That's good people like this and then they'll go for it and they'll say this is working yeah just gotta wait till the release and like i said before i think I, I said this in a previous episode but um think about all the people that are making marvel films star wars films um all these things that they grew up watching all this stuff they grew up playing all these games and now they're working in the industry. Now they're oh, working yeah. on, you know, Spider-Man or Star Wars. Rogue One just came out. It's excellent. Mm-hmm. Those people are there. Like, I saw some of them, and they're, like, our age. Some of them are older. You know, they grew yeah. up watching Star Wars. So they care about the brand, you know. So I can only imagine that Konami will be smart enough, at least, and I hope, that they can hire these people um, that care about the product, right? That yeah, care about absolutely. Metal Gear, absolutely. And say like, we want to take it into a different level, right? Not something that obviously Hideo Kojima has done, but into a different level and still keep that same Metal Gear uh, love and faith for it. Because I know that if I was in it, I'm not a game developer or anything like that, you know. But like, I would care for it, you know. I would try my yeah. best to make it as close as possible to what I enjoyed years ago uh, with Metal Gear. But uh, for me, it's still on the fence. Um, we do have some questions that I'll answer in the Coda Conversations, um, and then we'll talk about it more there. But I do believe that there is room for improvement in this game. Uh, I don't s- suspect it coming out, like I said, 2017, but, you know, maybe it will. Maybe fall 2017. Uh, yeah, maybe. I see that. Yeah, so um, they did say that this is a $30 game, so which means that it's not like a full-fledged $60, um, you know, campaign. Yeah. Uh, which I respect that. Because yeah, there's a me lot too. of developers that put out half a game for $60. Yeah, absolutely. No man's cock. Um, so, you know, <laughs> I think that's the biggest disappointment of 2016. But um, 
Yeah, I, I, aside from that, I wanted to talk about 2016. You know, aside from Metal Gear, aside from all of that, and I'm pretty sure a lot of our fans not only uh, play Metal Gear, they play other games, but Absolutely. what was your 2016 Game of the Year? Now that we're closing in on January, um, what was your 2016 Game of the Year? My goodness, uh, I got so many games. Um, my Game of the Year for 2016, you know... You might have to give me a second on that one. What yeah, was yeah. yours? You might have to go first. Uh, I just finished Doom last night. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking Doom, but I was like, I don't know. Yeah, Doom was excellent. I fell off of it just because uh, just lots of stuff happened, you know, um, and like trying to get back into it. But once when you're in it, like mm-hmm. you just don't want to stop. Oh, yeah, it's, absolutely. It's amazing. Uh, it's not my game of the year. Um, I think there's so much that <laughs> happened this year. Uh, I'm gonna have to give it to, I think, Inside. I think Inside. Inside. Yeah, Inside was just a game that um, really captivated me and, and really. That's from the developers of Limbo, correct? Yeah, yeah. yeah, Full, yeah, uh, yeah. Fulbright is no, not Fulbright. Fulbright is Gone Home. Um, Playdead Play is yeah. the developer, and they just uh, they just captured me in a way where it's like, it they told a story without telling a story yeah right yeah and they did it without even saying a word and i love that about that um i'm pretty sure i'm forgetting other games that i played this year but that were amazing um like gears of war was amazing i still haven't gotten it no that's so good i haven't gotten around Uh, it i think that's my favorite multiplayer and i think that that's a given just because i've invested so much time into gears of war you know into the lore of that and everything yeah yeah absolutely um, that was an excellent game um this year man there was so many games that came out this I year know. that i that i still have not beaten yeah like, or like that haven't even gotten yet yeah, yeah yeah um so i say fulbright and also um you mean inside in, sorry inside, inside and uh um and gears of war i think those two are my 2016 favorite games um what about for you man honestly right now i'm just thinking about like doom yeah and i keep thinking about doom but like one of the things that I think, one of the things that really did it for me when it came to Doom was the soundtrack. Yeah. And I feel like it, it yeah. added to a whole other level of just immersion. Yeah. You know, and it's it was just so different. You know, I feel like it's that thing you're accustomed to with Doom, where it's like you know, full out, you know, metal in your face, balls yeah. to the walls, kind yeah. of just angry music, and it was just it captivated it perfectly. Mick Gordon did an amazing job. Oh my gosh, and seeing, so good. Seeing them perform at the uh, VGAs, I think yeah, it was, that was amazing. It was incredible. So and I was like, I've been waiting for them to do this. It's the sound design of that game, uh, like the music in it. It's just so it's so good because and if you haven't noticed, I mean, uh, like musicians mostly notice it, but like when you're fighting and stuff, you know, you're shooting uh, the demons and everything. Like you hear it's on beat. Oh, like sometimes yeah, it's yeah. on beat and yeah. like like you're doing a glory kill, right? And the music stops and when you're finished with the glory kill, like oh drop, drop right, back right back on in. beat. And that was know? a that was another thing, uh also it developed this uh Wolfenstein. Yeah, yeah. When they did that, uh mm-hmm. they had uh one of the guitar players from Mashuga did yeah. a song in that and when you know you get into this giant mech and you're destroying everything yep. and you're like this is insane this, this is the is best amazing. thing ever. and they did such a great job with that game as well absolutely that's yeah. another thing I feel like you know a lot of companies don't take advantage of sound design as much as they could yeah. in terms of immersion um, but it makes the game better it does you know like it in, does. in Doom like when it's the slow parts like when you're fighting the, the like the lower tiers of um, demons yeah. you know you're just shotgunning them but you hear like a like a clothes hi hat yeah, maybe like droning some, guitar right. and stuff like that and then Very like synthy stuff. a big old demon comes out and like <laughs> it starts like 
the you know, nine string guitar comes right, up and you're exactly. like what is happening yeah, and I love the, the fluidity of that like it goes from like slow and then you see a big like sub, uh, a big demon summon and then it just starts pounding like oh, you know, yeah, they, riffs all of that they just take a complete advantage I mean I might have to give it to Doom for you know my game of the year Yeah, I can't think of something else like I've been buying a lot of older games lately maybe from last year and things yeah, like yeah, that yeah. and uh, honestly that's the one game that I really I really sat down and I really went through it and mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. I was like I want to find all of these things I want to find you know this collectible this collectible that yeah, collectible yeah, yeah. and uh, after I beat it I've even thought about rebuying it on PC and playing it because I got it for my Xbox One and I yeah, you yeah. Know, played it and beat it on there yeah. that's how much I enjoyed the game it's true um, I think it's fair to say that for me uh, both those games um, Inside and Gears of War have been great and Doom obviously the sound design yeah. um, but I think my like sure Inside could be my game of the year but I think that the one that really deserves it is Uncharted 4 haven't played um, it so <laughs> Uncharted 4 is literally a game you can show to anybody yeah. and they would be just baffled uh, naughty dog has literally hit it out the park with this one yeah it's, my 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 brother went through and bought the whole collection yeah so he's yeah. like i'm gonna play one through four and so he's like yeah. he really enjoyed it and you know yeah. i hear that every time someone talks about uncharted they're like this game is amazing it's this series so is amazing it's so good and it's hard for me to fathom that it's 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 rated t for teen it's not even <laughs> m you know it's like most like if i for me i'm like really subjective like i'll see it's rated T for T. I'm like, ah, it's probably not that good. Yeah, it's probably you not know? enough. Not enough just realism to it. Right, exactly. Know? So, but it's still phenomenal. It's uh, it's a game you show to people that don't play games. You know, they'll <laughs> they'll be so immersed. Like like, oh, what's happening next? You know, it's a huge Indiana Jones like just amazing. It's an amazing game. Yeah. Um, and I I really like that one. If if I would give it to like, hey, this really deserves it is Uncharted Four, for sure. I would say so. I mean, I've seen a lot of gameplay for it. It looked amazing. I remember when the E3 stuff for it came out. Yeah. And I yeah. saw that. It looked crazy. I was just... It's, it looks like a great game. And from, you know, the gameplay and everything that I've seen, I can see why you would give it, you know, that yeah, game yeah. of the year, that, like, that push. You're like, that's a... You know, I feel like something that's a game of the year should be a push in the right direction for the future of video games. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that... that, that those I feel like those all those games absolutely do it. There was a lot of games that really came out and really set a new standard, set a new bar. And I hope future developers can take note and say, you know what, let's pay attention to sound design. Let's pay attention yep. to yep. the way, you know, the crowd or AI interact mm-hmm. with the player. Make that, you know, make that an important thing. It's true. And just like, you know, before uh, movies uh, became the medium of entertainment and, and everyone wanted to get in movies, but mm-hmm. now you've seen this shift on TV shows like um, Netflix. Who doesn't want to be in Netflix for oh, sound designing? And absolutely. All that. Like, uh, Stranger Things, you know, the, the, the music, music is amazing. Phenomenal. Amazing. You know, so we're seeing a shift in that that people want to be in video games and they want to do this stuff. Mm-hmm. Like that is a form of, of media that is that is really really good and obviously it was very like uh, frowned upon back then. But oh, now yeah. it's now like it's a, now it's a beautiful time to be a nerd. Right, exactly. It's you know? such a great time. When I was you know? growing up, everyone got crap for it. Now oh, it's like yeah. everyone wants you play to play video games. Oh, that's oh, not you're weird. There's no feature in that. <laughs> and look at it now. Twenty years later. Right. So, um, all right, let's go into the news. Yep. The CB News. All right, so the news, um, as you know, every time we do this podcast, we talk about the news, we talk about uh, the different things that are going on in the world of Metal Gear, Hideo Kojima, and Konami, uh, just things about that. So our first news is the Definitive Edition. So this came out a while ago. Um, uh, 
Uh, I think you got it. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, I so, think I have it. Um, right now, what we're looking at is Ground Zeroes and Metal Gear The Phantom Pain. I think we kind of knew that this was going to happen anyway. Yeah, yeah, this was, I mean, this is what, you know, companies do nowadays where it's like, uh, once again gets to the end of its like life cycle in terms of development and, yeah, yeah. and putting out DLC, they they release it all in one. And that's it. So anyone who's missed out on it, they could just buy it in one shot. Yeah, so right now currently is uh thirty nine ninety nine, um, and you can get it. Well, that's oh uh, yeah thirty nine ninety nine, and you can get it pretty much anywhere. But on Best Buy, they have it for twenty nine ninety nine, uh, right now till the end of the year. So we're this it's December twenty sixth yep. today, and you can get it till the end of the year for twenty nine ninety nine if you haven't played. Uh, the definitive uh, Ground Zeroes or the Phantom Pain. This is a great way to jump in because it comes Absolutely. with all the, the all the DLCs and it comes with um, uh, Ground Zeroes. Uh, so it's a pretty pretty good deal. Oh yeah. So the next news we have here is new pictures of the Ludens figure by Figma. So as you can see here, Danny, yep. this is a, just a replica of the Ludens, the whole model that yeah. um, Hirokojima and his team made. It's like the mascot. Yeah, for this, uh, for the new production company. Yep. So, um, yeah. So it says here, final versions of Ludens designed Kojima points out the small orange objects he wanted to have, something that looked really techno uh, technologic that had a techie uh, feeling. The design of these orange parts is based on the turning machine it looks like ludens is carrying a spear but it's actually a flag bearing the kojima productions logo um so that's pretty cool and it looks super badass yeah it looks cool i mean for those of you that collect those stuff um oh that's something you definitely want to get yeah yeah for sure i mean i i like i like the art stuff i like some of those toys and stuff but yeah, frankly yeah. you know sometimes i can't get it in here so, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, are you serious are you serious are you serious <laughs> um so kojima he says, we are pretty much witnessing a virtual reality becoming reality. He says, virtual reality has become a big thing as of late in gaming. And with the release of PlayStation VR, Sony is bringing his technology, uh, this technology to consoles in an affordable way. Oh, yeah. As a game designer who is always interested in new ways to engage the player, Kojima seems enthusiastic about the possibilities. He says, quote, 20 years ago, I made a tutorial called VR Missions. Which is a great game. Absolutely. Um, in the game today, VR has a potential of real tutorial simulators. Released, uh, we are pretty much witnessing a virtual reality becoming reality. End quote. Um, here he posts a picture of the, of the headset. He probably has it. He's probably playing with it. Yeah. The funny thing about it is that I look at the past of his things like the soundtrack to uh, Death Stranding, the soundtracks to... Um, uh, Metal Gear Solid 3 and all that yeah. you know he posts these on Twitter and it kind of gives you an insight as to is he going to use this because the stuff that he's used in the past like he's posted on Twitter like listening to the song and it ends up being in, in his yeah, games yeah, yeah. so maybe we're looking at something like um, he's making a virtual reality game obviously speculation yeah yeah um, or maybe a side thing to Death Stranding that right. uses virtual reality could be you know could uh, be homage to VR missions. Yeah. Big deal. And, 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 you know, it's exclusive to PlayStation, so that could be a possibility. That's pretty usual. Yeah. Um, but always look at his Twitter because yeah, it's yeah. always like... Little little hints. Little, little hints. hints. It'll give you little hints. Um, so Kojima visits uh, Sucker Punch in, in Seattle. Uh, we knew that he was going on this tour, but um, whenever he's in the States, he likes to see these studios. Obviously, we know now that he's with, um, uh, which we'll mention earlier, he's with uh, Gorilla. 
uh, the guys uh, who make um, Killzone, they're coming out with Horizon. He's under that engine now. Yeah. He's using the Horizon Zero Dawn engine for his new game, uh, Death Stranding, which we'll talk about in a minute here. Um, the third edition of Metal Gear Solid book will also get a collector's edition. So last month, third edition, a French publisher making an in-depth video game books announced they would be translating their MGS book, uh, Metal Gear Solid, a Hideo Kojima's cult work and make it. So, um, it looks like a third edition is coming out. Yeah. So, for those of you who are interested in that, you can uh, go ahead and get that. Um, Metal Gear Solid Snake Eater Patchy Slot playthrough, playthrough videos show more remade scenes. So, um, I know you guys are such a, gr- a big fan of this game. So, <laughs> <laughs> we're going to talk about it. I'm just kidding. Go ahead and check it out on Metal Gear Solid, uh, MetalGearInformer.com. Um, I have no idea how to say this word, but Koto Bokia... Mm, um, yep. Rex Metal Gear Solid 4 version gets some more pictures, packaging, and art shown. So if you've never noticed, um, the definitive editions and like the collector's editions of all the Metal Gear games, they have like this box art that come with it. Um, and this one came out in Japan. So uh, the latest model kit, Rex MGS4 version, was released in Japan earlier this month. And some new photos have appeared online which show uh, the box. Again, you can check it out and we'll have the links below. Um... Metal Gear Solid Snake Eater Patchy Slot, favorite game of the year, um, mm-hmm. will get its own soundtrack CD. Sounds great. Yeah. Um, the Metal Gear Solid <laughs> Snake Eater and Patchy Slot adaption of the classic PlayStation 2 game is getting its own soundtrack CD in Japan. The CD is set to release. Uh, I'm going to read more so we can see when. Uh, it's set to release on January 11th of next year for a price of uh, about 30 bucks. Mark your calendars. So I'll probably look at something like that. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. CDs, you know. I mean, I mean, it's music. It's not you're not yeah, buying the patches slot it. machine, right? Exactly. <laughs> that will absolutely not flow in this house. So, <laughs> are you serious? Are you serious? <laughs> um, what else here? Um, let's see. We got the Metal movie. Gear. Metal Gear Rex D Spec gets a black version. So that's the model that uh, the Rex uh, for Metal Gear Solid One. Yeah. Uh, it's like this big old model figure, and now it's getting the black version. So if you don't know, you could actually play the black um the black one in Twin Snakes. Um, at the ending of the game, if you beat it, you could get the all-black um, version of the Rex. It changes color. Yeah. Um, let's see here. And then, oh, okay. So images of the art of Metal Gear Solid Five show unused Chico concepts. So I read this for a bit, and looks like Chico was supposed to be, I guess, this like mystical person with a hoodie yeah. on. So I think they were going for something different uh, in the past. Um, they ended up going with a, with a little boy. Um, so... Obviously, that's different. So, if you want to check that out, you can on Metal Gear Informer. So, here's where we get to the nitty gritty. So, Hideo Kojima will be speaking at RTX Sydney in February. So, you definitely know about that. Yeah, um, yeah, he'll yeah, be yeah. there. So, hey, look, Rooster Teeth, Hideo Kojima. That's a big deal. That's that a, is big a really deal. big deal. I mean, maybe we'll see some Let's Play stuff. Maybe. maybe. What if, what if, what if Gavin, Michael, and <laughs> let's see who, and Jeff. And Hideo Kojima playing, I don't know, uh, Metal Gear Survive. Metal Gear Survive. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the best thing on earth. That would have 20 million views on oh, yeah, YouTube right now. Absolutely. Oh my gosh, that would be that would be fantastic. And then but you, it just ends with Kojima saying, "This sucks." <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, thank you. This sucks. Thanks. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, that that that's a that's a great thing. Maybe uh, some Death Stranding footage. Maybe, maybe some gameplay. Maybe. I I hope they do because I think they didn't uh, RTX um, 
last year, didn't they release some footage for a game? I forgot what it was. I think so. I don't remember which one it was at all. Can't remember, but I mean, with all these events, they all yeah, come every, up together. Every like event, PAX East and every CES. Event, everyone's showing something at some event. And then, right. You know? Um... Kojima Productions iPhone case is now available through official stores. So if you go to Hideo Kojima, uh, Kojima Productions.com, you can actually get an iPhone case, um, a Hideo Kojima's logo on it. And, just waiting for the, you know, HTC version. Right. Just, just going to wait a long, long time <laughs> for that one. Um, the Art of Metal Gear Solid Five out now. Uh, some sample pages released. So if you didn't know, uh, Dark Horse has made a Metal Gear Solid Five art book. Um, where you could check it out. It's actually phenomenal. I mean, Dark Horse does amazing art. They do. So. They did uh, the Witcher stuff. They did um, Darksiders. They did. Uh, they did. A, I think they did Bloodboard. I'm not too sure on that yeah. one, but um, they do amazing stuff. But they also um, uh, leak release dates. I don't know if you know that. So for Mass Effect Andromeda, yeah. they're doing the art book, and it says gonna be released with the game, and then they put the dates, and it's like, oh my gosh! Oops. I think it, it was like March or something. So oh my god! Now we know. Uh, Hideo Kojima received uh, the Icon Award at the Game Awards. So, the uh, Industry Icon Award. So, we saw... Did you see it? Did you get uh, to see I, that? I did not get to see that part. So, Jeff Keighley was like an emotional, like, girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was it was actually very powerful, though. But yeah. he, and during the Game Awards, he came up and he had this whole speech for like five or six minutes about Hideo Kojima, what he has done to the industry, who he is uh, to... Jeff Kelly is obviously a great friend to him, yeah. um, and they presented him with the Industry Icon Award, and it was it was actually very good. Uh, Hideo Kojima spoke about you know just his future, the games. He he's never disrespectful, so he didn't say anything against Konami or anything like that. But um, he says to keep moving forward in video games, and that he's gonna make video games probably till he dies. Um, it was very great. It, it was very good. So if you could check it out on YouTube, just search Hideo Kojima speech, uh, game awards. Yeah. It was good. Cause they robbed him last year, to be honest. Yeah. You know? yeah they yeah, definitely yeah. robbed him. He's probably in his, it was house and he was supposed to receive an award and never I mean, got the, to the guys, the guys done a lot for the industry. He's done he so much. He's redefined the way video games are played. Absolutely. If it wasn't yeah. for him, games like Splinter Cell probably wouldn't exist. Yeah. You no, know? obviously so, not. Stealth action, Hideo Kojima. He's like the father of it. You yeah. Know? He's absolutely. done it all. Um, so Kojima will attend uh, Magic 2017 in Monaco on February 18th. Um, that's after speaking at the RTX Sydney in the beginning of the month. He'll be attending Magic. Sure. Okay. I have no idea what is that Magic at the Gathering. That's or? what it sounds like. I don't. Maybe he's a fan. I don't know. Or it's just some other event. Yeah. Could but be. maybe we'll see Death Stranding. Who knows? Death yeah. Stranding. Yeah. I maybe. Just, I just want to see Death Stranding. Death Stranding, please. <laughs> All right. So, Medicare Solid Four is the fifth best PlayStation Three game according to Famitsu readers. To celebrate the tenth anniversary of the PlayStation Three, Japanese gaming outlet Famitsu um, has published a list of the best PlayStation Three games and has voted readers. Um, Wonder what the other four are. Uh, let's see. Let's check it out. Maybe it's other Metal Gear games. Could be. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll start with. The top 10, right? So it's, um, top 10 is Dragon's Dogma, Dark Horizon, Dark uh, Arisen. So, yeah. Number nine is Uncharted 2, Among Thieves, very great game. Eight is Tales of Vesperia. Never played any of those yet. <laughs> Seven is Valkyria Chronicles. Six is Nier. Uh, five is Metal Solid, five, Metal Solid 4. Four. Four is Final Fantasy 13. Uh, Dark Souls is number three. Really? Number two is Last of Us, and number one is Demon Souls. 
Oh my! Well, Demon Souls was like the precursor to Dark Souls. To Dark Souls, mistaken, yeah, yeah. So. so this is voted on by the readers, and this yeah, is obviously yeah, yeah. Japanese influence. So yeah. Demon Souls, you know, Japanese. Oh yeah, so. absolutely. Um, I'm surprised The Last of Us Two is up there for Japanese, but hey, that is a great game. Yeah. So I mean, it's an amazing game. It's fantastic. Story, you know, defining story like that is story. So there's oh, yeah. no. Uh, oh yeah. There's no way you can say that otherwise. Yeah, I mean, they go all the way up to thirty, which the last one is Resident Evil Five. Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah, so check it out. It's on Metal Gear Informer. Um, all right, let's see. Kojima talks about the frontier spirit of game development. So he was talking, uh, it's been almost a year since Kojima founded his new company, the now independent Kojima Productions. This past week, Kojima has shared some personal thoughts where he compares to sometimes lonely and difficult road of game development to space travel. This is also something that is reflected in the studio's mascot, Ludens, a character with cutting-edge equipment and frontier spirit. He says, quote, In 1969, humanity has sent man to the moon. What drove man lunar uh, exploration possible that everyone dreamed of? Is it the talented astronauts from all over the world or technology? The money, the reckless adventures, or the Cold War? Yes, but the most important thing was the solid belief to believe in we are the ones to bring humanity to the moon. So, soul's game creation. Uh, end quote. Kojima has said before to him that to him, creation is about making the possible, the impossible possible. And during his 2009 GDC keynote, he said, quote, 90% of what is considered impossible is in fact possible. The other 10% will become possible with the passage of time and technology. So in other words, if you look in the new, in the future, Th uh, think nothing is impossible quote the the new quote seems to reflect the same kind of uh, mindset when kojima abandoned his studies in order to pursue game development his friends and family begged him to reconsider believing he was making a big mistake but kojima was able to see the potential in medium and followed his dreams quote he says in early 60s people may think you're crazy if you're if you to tell your family that you're devoting your life to send uh, the man to the moon uh, the era that moon travel was just another absurd story. No, no one understood its uh, necessity. There's a big gap in between. In between, to prove your justice, you must succeed. Same uh, as long, lonely game creation. End quote. Uh, Kojima will attend the Game Awards uh, next week. This is obviously an old article, but uh, here he speaks on it, and, and he's right. You know, he's um. Game, I've heard it from so many podcasts, so many game developers that it's long and suffering and oh, families absolutely. suffer. Anything, anything that's, that's worth doing, <clears throat> excuse me, that's worth doing and that's in terms of arts, whether it be, you know, game development, making music, uh, making yeah. movies, you know, a lot of the times if you say, say hey, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to drop out so I can make video games. People are going to look at you like you're crazy and it's oh, a lot, absolutely. Of, it's a lot yeah. of work, you know, a lot of, a lot of people don't understand that kind of grind mm -hmm. and you know, uh, him comparing it to the space race is a, it's a big deal because people thought it was crazy and people thought, oh, it's yeah. the end of the world if we go to the moon. Yeah. You know, now we're talking about sending people to Mars, you know? Yeah. So a, a guy like Kojima and with his company now, you could almost say like Konami was NASA and uh, Kojima right. Productions like SpaceX. Yeah. They're taking it the next step. You know, he's going, yeah. you know, trying to go where no man's gone before and he's keep pushing himself. And that's a good ambitious kind of way to have things. Yeah, and, and I think he shares a lot about like, the long suffering of what people go through. I've heard so many stories, especially in like Naughty Dog, yeah. where people lose, like they get divorced, you know, kids oh, and yeah, stuff like, yeah, yeah. just because of the long suffering of game development. Um, and then these publishers have these, I guess, ridiculous like 
uh, end goals and yeah, end dates, you yeah, know, like yeah. uh, publish this game by this date, you know, finish it. Um, and it's hard, you know, a- anything create creating wise, it's it's hard, you know, obviously you have to use your brain a lot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, it's, it's long suffering, but I'm glad that he's out of that space where he has freedom to do pretty much what he wants. I'm Absolutely. pretty sure he has an yeah. infinite amount of budget and an infinite amount of time. This game, Death Stranding, we won't see it in the next, in the near future. Oh, they probably won't see it until 2018. Probably. Probably yeah. 2019. Maybe. And, maybe you know, even. But I think when it comes out, it'll be worth the wait. Yeah. I think it'll yeah. catch people way off guard. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So, uh, this is an update on December 10th. At the PlayStation Experience 2016, it was revealed that Kojima will be working together with Guerrilla Games using their Decima engine for the for his new game. He continued the space travel um, allegory. He says the space development competition has been uh, stagnant after the Cold War due to the steep rise in price of space development costs. The investment of uh, for the Earth has been strengthened and they gave up on the space shuttle program. Meanwhile, I, who wants to proceed myself to the moon, met the gorilla who, whose plans was to go to Mars. We decided to make the rocket by uh, reforming their engine and by doing so it enables us to go to Mars but even to Jupiter it's just like you were saying yeah, you know yeah. he's stri- you know he uses obviously a lot of analogies and metaphors yeah. and stuff but he's clearly talking about Gorilla is doing something different if you haven't checked out um, Horizon Zero Dawn that game looks phenomenal you know so I'm glad he's partnering up with with a great uh, developer and engine obviously we haven't really seen the engine since it's so new the decimal engine yeah yeah uh, but they released the logo it kind of looks like the soundproof logo it does <laughs> actually it um, does but it's just like a like a upside down power sign yeah but it's so. uh it's you know it's super encouraging and when you see the mascot for his company uh Luden, right yeah he he looks like an astronaut planting a flag down flag, you know yeah. and it's like same thing like neil Armstrong planting a flag on the moon it's just marking his territory saying i'm on a new ter- you know new terrain new new territories taking things further That's this good. is where we are yeah. He wants to be at the frontier. He does. Um, the last piece of news is obviously the new five-minute Death Stranding trailer revealed at uh, the TGA. So uh, the Game Awards had this amazing trailer with uh, Mads Mikkelsen, Guillermo del Toro, a baby, an umbilical cord. Um, <laughs> more babies. More babies. Just a bunch of stuff, which we'll be talking about in the Kodak conversation. Um, yeah. I mean... What a trailer that was! Oh, absolutely, um, absolutely. I was, I was just completely baffled. I, I knew he was gonna do something, you know, because he said, "Oh wait, we have one more thing to show." Yeah. And stuff, you know. So, um, I'm just surprised that they're doing so much. I'm pretty like I don't even know how far they are in this game, and they're yeah. like, for all we know, those those like little CG scenes are the only thing they've developed. Uh, yeah, that's what I think. <laughs> like, there's like, all right, let's just develop this. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I don't think they even have gameplay down. Honestly, Maybe to do. be honest. Maybe it's not even a playable game yet. It's just two yeah. videos. Two videos. That's it. <laughs> um, funny thing about it is that um, I saw this on YouTube that if you put the trailers side by side together, which you can do through YouTube Play, um, it actually uh, correlates uh, with each other. So, like, if one. Uh, so the part where Norman uh, Fetus, I mean, sorry, Norman Reedus <laughs> loses the baby um, and it goes into Guillermo del Toro's arms, like, you can see it go, like, from one place to the other. Yeah. I don't yeah. know if you noticed that. I've, but, not, I've not seen that. Yeah, so if you if you put them next to each other, they coincide with each other. So they're like, um, when Norman's, Norman Reedus loses the baby and he's, like, looking at it, it ha- and the other trailer... The, the baby comes into... Uh, Guillermo del Toro's little, little space pod right, right. glass thing. L- uh, the Beauty and the Beast looking... The baby machine. Right. So, <laughs> um, 
it goes into it right away. And then there's a few other things that they notice. So yeah. maybe the trailers coincide. So um, maybe you lose babies. I don't know. <laughs> I'm so confused is, with this game. The game is actually a baby uh, making simulator. Right. Okay. Yeah. Featuring, so baby making simulator 2019. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It teaches you how to de- uh, deliver children That's and good. Uh, That's transport good. them. That's right. Awesome. And then for some reason there's a whale in there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's a fishing and baby simulator. Right. <laughs> Fishing and Baby Simulator yeah. 2018, yeah. maybe 2019. Starring Norman Reedus, right. Guillermo del Toro, and Mads Mikkelsen. And Mads Mikkelsen. <laughs> and it's just them, like, fishing, like, just yeah, like... That's, that, they're going to be in a boat. They're fishing, fishing babies. Fishing just, babies. You get extra points if you catch the child. Right, yeah. yeah. Oh, man. So, uh, you can check out all the news on MetalGateInformer.com. That's where we get all our news sourced from. Uh, they do an amazing job at updating us when... Um, we're not doing our jobs they definitely <laughs> are um, and they've been amazing um, we're still on the website and I'm glad that uh, we are we're still partners with them um, uh, I just had a conversation with them not too long ago and they're thinking of doing a lot more stuff like podcasts and videos and stuff and, absolutely that'd be um, awesome and we're definitely partnering with, uh, with them on that so they're gonna start posting up um, things like this like the news segments um, and just check it out. Uh, you guys will will definitely enjoy the stuff that they're doing and the stuff that we're going to be doing. Uh, and now for the Codec Conversation. The Codec Conversation. All right. The Codec Conversation is where we have some of you your questions that you've emailed me. Uh, we're just talking about topics. Some of the stuff that has been happening with uh, Metal Gear and Hideo Kojima. Um, so... Fetus Reedus, <laughs> the Steph Stranding, um, Death Stranding baby phenomenon. Yeah, <laughs> phenomenon. This baby simulator, twenty something, twenty seventeen, yeah. twenty eighteen, twenty eighteen. Um, as the fire trucks pass by, we would like to say that this is a garbage truck fire. Uh, <laughs> so Death Stranding, yeah. Death Stranding. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm so confused as to what the heck this game is about um i literally have no idea honestly. I, you know I, I might have a little bit of insight what, what do you I got just, what do you got i feel like you know the way i see it is you know how the first trailer it starts off norman reed is surrounded by all these like you know dead sea animals dead yeah, whales yeah. dead fish and then you know there's a baby and then you know if you relate that now hold that thought and then you relate that to the second trailer with Maz mickelson mm-hmm. he seems very upset very menacing someone that you know Guillermo del Toro doesn't want to be found by him. Right. So I think that Mads, now bear with me, I think he invited uh, Norman Reedus and Guillermo del Toro to go fishing with him. Okay. And they declined. And then, (laughs) so, um, I think he's upset about that. And then, you know, this whole mass extinction of all these fish happened. Right. So you can never go fishing again. Right. So I think, you know, he's pissed and... He kind of he's kind of tracking down his old, you know his previous friends using his military guys yeah and, and I think he had something to do with the baby you know he's pretty angry so maybe he wants to take the baby because it's like you know if we're gonna so go, he wants to take the baby yeah okay. I think he wants to take the baby yeah I don't know why maybe it's to replace <laughs> the fish that he can no longer catch um, and so uh, oh and so God. Norman Reedus and Guillermo del Toro they have to play like hot potato with it right because okay. they don't know who's right. gonna get caught 
So That's sometimes, true. So, you know, sometimes Norman has the, uh, what I'll like call now is uh, fetus readers. Fetus readers. So he'll have that, and then he'll switch it back. They'll switch it back and forth, and then, you know, Del Toro, it's not his kid, so that's why he has the little baby machine thing right, right. where it ends up in there. You know, it's not his kid. He doesn't want to touch it. Touch get it. it. He doesn't want to get it in trouble or All anything. All those uh, goo and Yeah, or placenta. anything like that. It's, it's terrible. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I think it's that game is just kind of like, I guess, fishing baby simulator for fetus readers 2018 right. or something. <laughs> You know, fetus Rita's 2018. It's gonna be Death Stranding, the search for fetus Rita's. Right. <laughs> yes. That's, so that's the name confirmation. This confirmation. is this is our prediction of this game. Yeah. That's that's it. That's that's my best uh, guess. That's that's. I mean, that's actually the best guess ever yeah, because that anyone has. Right. Um. So, Sick Figure 29 says, "What do you think the uh? Sorry, not Sick Figure. Ramos 11 says, "What are the predictions for Death Stranding?" So that's one. That's my prediction. Right. For um. It. For me, <laughs> I'm still so confused on this game, so I have no idea what this game is going to be about. I'm, I'm telling you, my prediction's correct. Uh, yeah, obviously, it's correct. Come on. I mean, Hideo Kojima, can you just please confirm it? Thank you. <laughs> just confirm or deny. Yeah. And please answer my uh, Twitter yeah. uh, questions, please. He's going to get all of my social media stuff deleted now. Though. Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> He's, He's like, please correct. Please take him out. Like. <laughs> delete him. Delete him. Um, for me, I think that... Hideo Kojima has zero idea what this game is about. Yeah, I think he's just setting the mood with the characters. Um, and Guillermo del Toro is not involved in the game, like, game. He's just involved in the development of the game. Like, maybe, like, how they were going to do for PT. I think he was just showing Guillermo del Toro in there, like, as, hey, he's in this game too, but not, like, in this game. Yeah. He's part of the development of the game. Yeah, yeah. Um, maybe writing the script, maybe directing. I don't know. Um, but I think that that's what they were showing. Um, predictions of this game. This is very far fetched, and I'm I'm probably reaching here. I'm reaching, and I wasn't. <laughs> and I wasn't. <laughs> um, fetus Redis is what we're gonna call this baby. Yeah, fetus Redis. So, um, I think that that fetus Redis is um. Uh, the baby right of Norman Redis right, and then yeah, yeah. because you see the baby, and then you see Norman Redis. I think that they're the same person. Um, I think that when they travel back and forth through time, space, whatever, um, they grow there, and then you can use that baby to go places, right? Kind of like how Destiny is, where you can go from planet to planet, yeah, you know, yeah. using your spaceship, but that spaceship is a baby. Okay, so, okay. So you um, think he's traveling through time, kind of... The baby is his, his tie to his past. Right. Yes, and he can exactly. travel along the, this umbilical cord umbilical of time. Umbilical cord of time. Yeah, because okay. if you notice, Mads Mikkelsen is connected to these soldiers. That's true. You That's know, he's connected true. to there's them. A, there's a lot of kind of, uh, you know, relationships, uh, a lot of like, you know, uh, things that comparisons to like, you know, umbilical cords and childbirth and delivery yep. and yep. all of those things and yeah. life and death is huge theme in everything that we've seen so far. That's true. That's true. Um, and you know, also they have, the, um, and Hiroko Jima has said it, he says there's a lot of secrets and Easter eggs inside of the trailers. Um, he says that if you look closely, you can tell what the game is about. You can tell so many things about the game, um, just from the trailer. 
I've been trying, but hey, man, you make it really, really difficult. You to know, know, I just think I have very good uh, perception skills, so I was able to right. pick up pick up on, on the fetus reus. On the fetus reus, yeah, yeah, no, obviously you know, the whole fishing, the fishing thing. stuff. I mean, come Amazing. on, you know what was that? Uh, the game that Gavin played, fish. Uh, it was um, fishing simulator. Fishing like said, yeah, yeah, something yeah. like that. That's what's that's a continuation of it's this, a, <laughs> right? It's a sequel. Of it's a sequel. The, uh, yeah, the fishing so, game on the or the Saturn prequel. Or who knows? Or, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I used to have that game for Second Saturn though. It was great. Um, uh, so, I think that this game is still very, very early in its development cycle, and uh, they have they have no idea what they're gonna do. But I think he's setting the tone with yeah. big characters: Norman Reedus, yeah. Matt Mikkelsen, who's just who was just in Star Wars, uh, Guillermo del Toro, who had a past with him that they're working on PT, mm-hmm. and now I think he's just probably giving it to Konami, like, here you go. Look, I'm working with Norman Reedus, and I have Guillermo del Toro, and you can't do anything about it. Yeah. I think that that's yeah, that's a that's a really big deal. I mean, yeah. you know, and that's I feel like he is, and I feel like maybe they had the the actors may have some idea of you know what the story is about. Could be, and I think it's a big deal if you can get people like I mean, obviously he has a past relationship with Norman Reedus doing yeah. PT, yeah, but to get someone else like Matt Mickelson, the guy was just in Star Wars Rogue One, yeah, he was just in Doctor Strange, yep, you know he's done Hannibal on NBC, mm-hmm. he's kind of a big name. He was in James Bond movie as a Bond villain, yeah, he was. So, for him to be able to have that power to draw somebody like that in and say, hey, you know, this is what I'm working on. I don't know if maybe he has no idea. Maybe Matt Mickelson has no idea what the story's about. I think he doesn't, yeah. Maybe, I think maybe, think I think in order to draw him in, maybe, maybe he let him know something. Right. Maybe he lied to him. Maybe he told him, hey, this is what I'm doing, but it's really just a fishing simulator. Right. You know? <laughs> it's really just a fishing, fishing simulator. simulator with Matt Mickelson. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, and, but for all we know, maybe he has some idea to be able to draw them in. Because you have to remember, even though Kojima has a history with Konami, his history is with Konami. Yeah. And, you know, this is a new uh, production for him. This is mm-hmm. his new team. This is his first game. First thing he's really stepping forward with. You yeah. Know, this is his new frontier. Right. So we have to sit there and it's a wonder is how much is he letting off to the people, you know, personnel or not in yeah, order to yeah. draw these names. And we also have to wonder who else does he have? Mm-hmm. Because we didn't know Mads Mikkelsen was involved in the game until we saw until that trailer. trailer. Yeah, that's true. Then you see the trailer and you're like, yeah. Oh crap! He has Mads Mikkelsen. You know, who's next? Yeah. Who else is gonna be in it? That's very true. Um, maybe some female um characters. Yeah. In there that, Absolutely. Are, that are big. Um, I've seen him post some pictures of like certain females, like from Rogue One and stuff. Yeah. He's probably yeah. just talking about the movie because he's a fan. But yeah. hey, you never know. You know, he he does have Mads. Um, yeah. But I think that there's so, such a level to Hiro Kojima's creation that he goes step by step and if you look at the games that he's made in the past obviously all Metal Gear games and certain uh, Zone of the Enders and stuff but yeah, yeah. Um, if you look at the creation process it says that he has he goes step by step right he makes a story arc he, he works with his art team he works with Yoji Shinkawa who is the art director of all the Metal Gear games right and um, who's been with him the longest um, he works with him personally to build a character first to build the story um, using art yeah. right so he uses he uses art in a huge huge form and music um, you know the music he picks for it every time he picks a music for it they like always top in the charts and iTunes oh and stuff, yeah, you know? yeah. It's like, always like the man who sold the world yeah you know, mean, everyone's like everybody. oh I have to find that song now. everybody I mean, it's crazy everybody. And then, yeah, and it became popular again. It was yeah. being played on the radio, Starbucks, you know. Like, yeah. I heard it, was, it. It's like since when, you know? Yeah. And then Bowie passed, you know, the rest and of the piece. And then they became even bigger, you know? Even bigger, yeah. That draws even more attention. Yeah, so um, there's so many different verities that, like, 
I don't even know what this game is about. But if you think you know, you could also email us at underthecardboardbox at gmail.com and you could let us know what you think uh, Death Stranding is about. I Do you agree? Do you think it's a fishing simulator? Right. We agree yeah. it's a fishing simulator. I mean, <laughs> honestly, Sony is paying a lot of money for a fishing simulator. Let me yep. just be let's be honest here. <laughs> a lot of star power for that. Right. Uh baby fishing simulator. Baby fishing simulator. Right. Yep. Um so I think that with these two trailers, do you think that there's gonna be another trailer? Uh maybe TGS or E three? Um, you know, I think he's going to put out another trailer before gameplay. I mm-hmm. think we might not see gameplay until maybe maybe around E3 we'll see you know some gameplay because it'll be the middle of 2017. I think by then, if he's not putting out gameplay, some of the hype might start to die off maybe. Mm-hmm. And people might get a little bit less interested. They might be like, you know, well, what's taking him so long? Does he even have anything to show? Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. is this third person or is this first person? What right. are we looking at? Yeah. Um, he's going to drop something maybe, I want to say by E3. Maybe mm-hmm. Tokyo Game Show. Yeah. You know? Um, but I think before then, we're probably going to get one more trailer. Maybe two. Maybe so- showing off someone else. Yeah. And then, you know, everyone's going to have to do their research and get all, you know, all get archaeological yeah. on oh, it yeah. and start oh, yeah. digging through it and, <laughs> you know, seeing playing all the trailers at the same time and then seeing what happens. I think, for me, I, I would hope that they just go silent and quiet because... We both know this game is far, far off, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know? Maybe not until 2018. Yeah, so I think that hopefully they don't have the Death, um, the No Man's Sky syndrome where they were showing so oh much of this game. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know? And then like by the time it gets there, it's what nobody expected, right? It's yeah. like it, it was it, – it set expectations really high and then yeah, it just yeah. – it just blendered. But I think, I think you know, I don't think it'll do that because... Of course, you know, that's Hiro Kojima. The, the, yeah, and the developers are kind of a smaller company. Yep. You know, Kojima yeah. Productions has a lot more power to sit there and say, yeah. no, we're not done. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, that's the reason why he got fired from Konami is because mm-hmm. he wasn't done. He was like, I'm yeah. not done. I need to work the way at my pace. And I think, exactly. I think Guerrilla Games will respect that. Yeah, and I, I think, think so too. I think they'll kind of give him his leeway and say, listen, let's do this. Let's do this your way because... I think they think want you know they want to see some return on what they're investing, yeah, and I think they'll yeah. get it as long as they give him the space and let him do what he needs to. And I think that he could take all the time he wants. Obviously, this game is yeah. far off, but um, if he goes quiet and silent, and then comes out maybe twenty eighteen E3 or the VGAs again, yeah. and says like, "Here, look, here's the gameplay trailer coming yeah. out this fall." Yeah, perfect. You know, like I love how Fallout Four was announced. That's just gonna compare to that. Yeah, you know, Bethesda's press conference. Obviously, we all knew it was Fallout Four coming out, right? But they said it like they were just like we've been working on this game for a long time since uh, Skyrim. Yeah, um, yeah, that's a really you know, long so time. It's, it's a long time, it's you like know. So four or five years. Yeah. So like, just imagine them working on it for so long, and then say, and it's coming out this fall. Yeah. It's perfect. But, you know, only reason why I wouldn't say they should go completely silent is because they already started announcing some of it. Okay. You know, Bethesda, they had the element of surprise where no one knew if it was another Elder Scrolls or a Fallout game. Yeah. You know, in this case, they know what Death Stranding is. They know who's involved, you Mm -hmm. know? Mm -hmm. The the quieter they get, there could be some negative speculation. Hey, is, you know, is Matt Mickelston still involved? You know, we saw he's taking on this role. He's doing this. He's doing that. Is he going to have time to complete this game? That's true. Yeah. You know, that's a huge part of it. But at the same time, you don't want him to reveal everything. Yeah, I yeah. I think maybe he's going to spread it out. Maybe in a, uh, maybe m- maybe March we'll get another trailer or something like that. Could be. Mm-hmm. Something small, maybe less than a minute. Then at E3, maybe he'll show some gameplay. For sure. And hopefully the release date isn't two years from that day. Yeah. Um, switching gears here. Uh, great uh, segue there. Metal Gear <laughs> Survive. <laughs> um, 
they they just recently put out that gameplay trailer we were talking about it earlier in the Absolutely. show um and what we've seen so far from it is pretty much left for dead-esque um <laughs> yep. survival horror zombie hordes um it looks fun right it does absolutely does. it looks like there's different classes in um in metal gear right so if you're the girl you have the bow and arrow or something um i'm pretty sure you can probably switch off weapons and stuff yeah like maybe assault class support yeah yeah defense things like that something like destiny you know where there's different different tactics and stuff you know different obviously classes um but uh i do like where it's going you know but I think that we're just confused as to um, where, what's next with it, you know? Yeah, what's what's happening. happening. Is it just this, you know, go through Left 4 Dead style, running through the area, accomplish, you know, an objective? Because that's the thing that makes it a little bit different is there's objectives other than just survive. It's like, turn on this generator, let's do this, let's do that. That was fun. Search for materials, you know? That makes it kind of interesting where it's like there's steps you need to take in order to get where you're going. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a big thing is, you know, where where's it going? Where is it headed? Is this just it? Is what we've seen in the gameplay trailer the essence of everything that's there? Do they have any surprises left for us? Do they? Do they? Um, and just like uh, Stick Figure 29 he asked, what do you think Metal Gear Survive will have in terms of story? Um, yeah, what do you think in terms of story? I think, you know, I don't think there's going to be a huge in-depth kind of Metal Gear-esque storyline that we're all accustomed to. You know, I don't think there's going to be three-hour, two-hour cutscenes in this game. No, yeah, probably not. Um, I think it's more uh, an open kind of game for a more casual, new to Metal Gear. Maybe not so new, but someone who wants something a little bit different. Yeah. You know, maybe you can get somebody this game that isn't a huge Metal Gear fan, but can appreciate the universe, appreciate, you know, somebody that is a gamer. Yeah. Um, and That's good. I think uh, one of the big things for me there is... Maybe what else do they have to offer? I don't think, you know, the story isn't going to be a big thing. I think it's yeah. going to be kind of just survive with these guys, your teammates, your brothers in arms here. Um, would it be interesting? Yeah, but I think it would be a lot of work to get the character to invest in terms of character development for, uh, you know, your other teammates, you know, because you, you have to give them personality, give them character, yeah. give them depth. And I don't think they have the time to do that on the level that, you know, to give you the level of relationship you deal with a character like Quiet or, Absolutely, you know, yeah. or a big boss or Ocelot or things like that. But I would like to see some things maybe in different kinds of gameplay. That's good. What they lack in story makeup for in gameplay. Yeah. You know, in a sense where it's maybe I want to see uh, special kinds of enemies. Mm-hmm. The way you had it in Left 4 Dead, you had boomers, yep. the yep. smokers and yep. things like that. And don't make it just generic zombies, you know. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe have a heavy infected, something that right, you know right. you need all four of you to take out yeah. at, at the same time. Because they did say that they, they will be after like waves or certain amounts of zombies you've killed. Like they'll there will be some type of boss in the end. So yeah, yeah. So, so that's that, cool. That'd be something to look forward to. Yeah. And maybe you know maybe midway bosses, something midway up, something that isn't just a generic enemy, but something that isn't boss level. Right. Right. And uh, that's and, good. Uh, we were we were talking about this before. Maybe like a, a horde mode. Yeah, I mean, if they have a horde mode inside of it, like it'll it'll create aside from the campaign, it'll create some type of incentive to after the campaign you beat the yeah, campaign, yeah. like hey, let's just get in there and like get perks, you know, get weapons, get new weapons. Um, yeah, I think that that's a perfect segue into the game where you could have something like Gears of War horde mode, um, and get 
new skins or something. Maybe yeah. you have things that go into Metal Gear Assault of the Phantom Pain. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe the you know? Metal Gear Online, you can get Metal Gear Survive right. weapons, Metal Gear right. Survive skins, you know? And uh, That's good. I think, you know, it would be interesting. Or maybe even a way, if you get a certain way through the campaign, you have to replay certain, a certain level on a horde mode in order to progress further. You know, level yeah. your character yeah. up, get better weapons, better items, whatever, better armor. Then you can progress to the harder level. And, you know, like I was saying before, I think it'd be cool, you know, maybe if you get a giant map and have mm-hmm. each character start on one corner and yeah. then you fight your way to the middle. And then when you get to that center, you have this giant horde mode where if you can survive 10 minutes, you get like really great gear, like S-class yeah. gear yeah. or something yeah. like that. I think that would be something that's that's a great And that's a great incentive into the people that are playing it that are starting you or yeah, old fans. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, that's great. Let us know what you think of... Uh, Metal Gear Survive will be about. Uh, email us at under the cardboard box to let us know. Uh, there's still this game is still pretty far off. It yeah. says it's coming out in 2017. We don't know. Uh, we'll see. But uh, let us know what you guys think. That's our predictions for now. Yep. And we're going into the last segment. Alrighty. Let's do it. Who's that? All right. Sweet. So the last segment we used to do the trivia. We got no trivia for you this week, but. Uh, we do have some uh, some questions that our fans have asked us. So uh, we're gonna answer answer two. Um, let's see here. So uh, infamous demon fifteen twenty two says, "What's next for UCBP?" Uh, I think the next thing for us is just more podcasts. We're gonna continue giving you guys more podcasts, more video content, and just a lot more content where. We can just talk about the news, yeah. um, things that are happening with Hideo Kojima, and we're just going to keep up uh, with it more. Yeah, um, absolutely. I think that we just had a lot of stuff going on now uh, where we just didn't have time. You know, We'll yeah. try our best to give you guys weekly episodes. Um, so look for them Tuesday and Friday. Like I mentioned earlier in the show, um, uh, Metal Gear Informer, uh, we're still in, in uh, friendships with them. And we're going to be working on some stuff that I can't announce just yet, but um, we're going to be working on some stuff that we're working on. So uh, look for that as well as more live streams. And we're going to try to do some Let's Plays. Yeah, maybe um, some content based on the actual games that we keep talking about. Here. Yeah. Uh, our friend here, Danny, he is a PC Master Ace. And uh, he does have capturing cards and all that, right? Oh, yeah. The NVIDIA Shield just lets you capture just from right off your computer no capture card necessary but maybe Ooh. in the future we'll get a capture card we could do more console based gameplay as well yeah so um he has made your solid five the phantom pain so um look for stuff like that in, in the near future we will definitely do that and if there's any other games that people want to see us do let's plays in or talk about we could do that too absolutely whatever um so uh, the next one is what a man 78 are we going to see more parodies from you guys like the ending of metagir solid five the parody was hilarious. Um, I just showed Danny the parody. Uh, it's yeah, that was that was really funny. fun. Pretty was, funny. Yeah, it was really fun to make. Um, as of right now, we don't know. Um, we can. There's so many things we can do. Obviously. Yeah. Um, I think that if uh, if time allows us to do it, then absolutely yes, we we will definitely do more parodies. What a man. Um, yeah. So write into us at under the cardboard box at gmail.com to let us know what you guys want us to do. What's next for UCBP? What you guys would like to see next? Um, and just your questions about Metal Gear or 
Death Stranding, Babies, um, <laughs> Fetus, Fetus Redis, Redis <laughs> um, uh, Baby Simulator 2016. So just <laughs> just let us know. Um, yeah, just let us know. Yeah. And, and uh, I think we have one more thing that you're announcing. So uh, I think we should, we're, me, and, me and Harry were talking about it. And, uh, you know, you guys like the Metal Gear parody, but we'd like to see some of your own stuff. So we had, I had this idea of a giveaway that uh, I want to see someone do maybe a conversation or maybe a monologue as a Metal Gear character, but using the voice of an actor or a different character. So maybe, you know, one I would really love to see <laughs> is uh, Liquid, uh, Liquid, uh, Liquid Snake, or not Liquid Snake, Revolver Ocelot, sorry. Um, voiced by Christopher Walken. So if any of you out there are, you know, impressionists and you could do a Christopher Walken impression, I would love to see someone do some uh, liquid, uh, no, I keep playing, I think, ocelot. I keep thinking liquid ocelot. Liquid ocelot, yeah. Um, some uh, revolver ocelot content as, you know, liquid yeah, snake. I mean, snake, as, let me, uh, let me tell you something. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe, you know, do uh, Peter Griffin a solid snake <laughs> and things like that, you know, that's something I would really, really love to see. Um, so, like I said, the what is the best one going to get? Best impression. Uh, so the best one, we'll put it on the show next week or when you guys send it. Um, and we'll have them win the definitive edition of Metal Gear Solid 5. Yep. Uh, so you'll get a copy of that for PC, Steam, um, or we'll hopefully we can get some for consoles, yeah. uh, console of your choice. So hopefully platform of your choice will be the uh, the winner. Yep. So we'll see um, next week if, if you guys uh, send those send those in. You yeah, know, email them, post yeah. them on the Facebook page. Yep. However you want to do it, and we'll, we'll we'll sift through them, see what's the best stuff we can find. If you can do multiple voices as multiple characters, you know, the, the more the better. I would love to see conversations, entire conversations happen. So hopefully this opens things up to you guys, and maybe it'll inspire us to do things of our own in terms of parodies and voices and absolutely, whatnot. absolutely. So send those in, guys, for sure. Um, Hey man, it's been a great episode. Absolutely, thirty-two. Uh, Absolutely, it's been so a, much fun. It's been a crazy twenty sixteen. Oh, so crazy! I think this has been the hardest year of my life. It might. It say. might have been. There's been. A lot of things have happened. Lots of things. A have lot happened. of things. What about for happened. you? How's twenty sixteen been for you? Oof! It has been a year. Yeah. Yeah, just a year. That's the best way I can put it. It's been. You know, it's been long. Lots of ups and downs. Lots yep. of trials and yep. tribulations. Yep. A lot of video games to beat. Um, for sure. A lot of new things just in the horizon. Yeah. For this podcast cast for ourselves personally so much coming to look forward to in 2017 hopefully we get a lot of things out to you guys show you guys a lot of this new stuff and uh share it all yeah i I think that in 2017 we're gonna look at more things that we can do with you guys uh uh, i know a lot of you are on playstation 4 was asking me if i can play on playstation 4 i got it for playstation 4 and i played with a few of you uh we're going to do Let's Plays. We're going to do a lot of stuff. You know, yep. I know a lot of you were asking if we're dead on Twitter. <laughs> and then I posted something and it's like, oh, you're not dead. So, yeah. uh, yes, no, we're, we're not dead. Uh, we will be coming back soon. Um, but I, I also want to thank you for just being patient and, and sticking with us. You know, our faithful followers are the ones that are, are really actively posting and on our Facebook group. You know, I thank you for that and, and tweeting us back. Um, I thank you for the art that you guys send us too. You know, we've got a lot of art that if we could get some fetus Redis art, oh I would gosh, love yes. that. <laughs> some fetus Redis art, just anything fetus Redis related, <laughs> put under the cardboard box somewhere, just like 
let's 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 make fetus readers trend all right yeah, let's, yeah. oh absolutely <laughs> fetus I would love that. that'd be great um so i'm gonna go through my whole spiel you know uh i i just want to say thank you danny for coming to the show absolutely um, not a you, problem you're a great addition to under the cardboard box podcast um and you have so much knowledge and insight on just the gaming industry itself that it's it's great to to see someone like you come into the show and really uh, put flavor into it. Oh, it's been my pleasure. Absolutely yeah. my pleasure. For sure. So uh, next week, we'll hopefully we'll be back uh, if we have a show. Yeah. Uh, if not, we'll probably record it somewhere at work or something. Yeah, you know? Maybe. So, I had no problem with that. Yeah. Uh, thank you for listening, guys, and watching our podcast. Remember, our podcast comes out every Tuesday. Just search for Under the Cardboard Box on any podcast service. If uh, you uh, Consider supporting us on Patreon slash UCB Podcast to make this mother base grow. Supporting us unlocks our audio and video content before anyone else. If you have no money, what do we say? No problem. We break down the Metal Gear news and Dakota conversation each and every week and post a full episode on YouTube every Friday. Uh, come join us for our weekly Twitch stream happening every Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, you can catch that at Twitch TV slash under the cardboard box, all one word. Uh, hopefully this week I'll be getting on Thursday. Uh, maybe we could some, set something up uh, for PC. Yeah. I'm not sure, but we, we, we'll see. We'll see yeah. what we can do. I think Thursday, I, I can definitely do this. Thursday. Guys, if the more money you put into the Patreon, the more money we can put into building uh, Hiro here a PC that me and him, <laughs> me and him can play online yes, with. Yeah, and doing that, you know, I have the worst PC on earth. So yeah, he has a toaster. Yeah, for PC. Uh, so. Pretty much, that's essentially <laughs> what it is. Uh, like we said before, want your questions, comments, or concerns answered? It can be featured in the next Codec conversation. Just email us at underthecardboardbox at gmail.com. Also, like our Facebook page and join our community group. Just search for us and become part of the discussion. So our Facebook group has been amazing. They've been posting there. They've been pretty active. Um, and you guys have been great. So just continue supporting that um, that social media uh, content and you know we'll i'll jump in in and out from time to time but um but it's mostly for you guys to interact with each other so lastly stay in touch with us by following us on twitter at ucb podcast for even more under the cardboard box and metal gear solid updates uh this is it the last episode of 2016 yep uh thank you for this year this has been a phenomenal year um and we're looking to do more more things in the coming uh weeks coming months coming months and year yeah. so i thank you guys any yeah. last words uh well just want to thank you for having me on here sure. it's my first time on here um hopefully you guys will be seeing a lot more of me i hope you guys are enjoying this if you never want to see my face again i'm sorry uh yeah. but uh, <laughs> hopefully you'll enjoy this and hopefully in 2017 we'll get hiro pc fetus readers t-shirts fetus readers t-shirts <laughs> 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 and, yes <laughs> and a lot of gameplay stuff interact with you guys and thank you so much for this
And that's our show. 